Gus Warland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Rush Hour, Rush Hour, Rush Hour. Yes, it's the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell and we have Aaron Woods blessing us in this studio again. How are you, Woodsy? I'm very good to see you two gentlemen again. And how are you, Big Del? I'm feeling great, mate. Up and at it. And uh, just weather, mate. It's a bit bipolar. Oh. A, bit like, a bit like you, Woodsy. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Well, like, I'll tell you what. Quietly. We've yeah. got a true manly superstar joining us yeah. this afternoon. It's not Aaron Woods. Oh. We've got Tommy Trevor. Voyevich oh, yeah. on the great. show later on, as well as we'll also speak to Luke Bratton, uh, Sydney FC captain, ahead of the A-League Sydney derby this weekend, so a massive clash at Allianz. But, boys, I want to talk to you about the 160-year-old private boys' school that is Newington College in Stanmore uh, is going fully co-educational They're from uh, kinder to 12 by 2033. So by 2028 in year 7 and year 11, the first girls will join the senior campus. Did you go to an all-boys' school? Yeah, I went to all boys. Yeah, it was, it was unreal. I don't think I could work with a, a, the co-ed school, dude. You don't I think be, so? I don't think I'd be able to concentrate. Or yeah, what? I find it hard. Like, it was funny. I, I left uh, one of the high schools I went to and then went to another one for a footy reason. First day I go to school, mate, one of the kids lets off a firework in, the in like, the year 10 yard. At school. At school. So I've just walked into school, what has hit me? And then the Not team, those little crackers from down in Canberra or whatever. Like or you're saying like, actual proper. No, nah, like, a, like a, a couple of bungers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not, then, but, it's not really a firecracker, mate. Oh, but, mate, when you're not expecting it, Del, mate. <laughs> and then the, the punishment was we had to sit in that yard <laughs> until the person gave himself up. Yeah. Oh, like he lasted. He, he lasted two and a half days. He sat there the whole time. Yeah, so we missed a few lessons, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to an all-boys school as well. It was, there was always chaos. I, I loved the school camps, though. They used to be pretty. I don't oh, think did you, you? I, I don't think. <laughs> did you love the, did No, you no, love no. The, I don't. Boys. I don't think you could do the camps that we used to do. Yeah, like, well, there'd be caving and stuff like that. Like if you had claustrophobia, like you're going down in the water no underneath chance. in a cave and stuff like that. Yeah, it's freaking out. Like abseiling forward. Couldn't yeah. do it. No. I don't know, but. What about you? You wouldn't you you wouldn't last at a uh, all boys school, would you? No, mate, mate. The co-ed school for me, mate. The, ah. the girls needed the big deal, mate. <laughs> I think it's a good. I think it's a good move, though. It's 160 years. This has gone yeah. against tradition, it but is, I think yeah. I think it's good for. Um, it's great for the school. It's, it's, a, it's a really well-known yeah. school as well. It's uh, great for rugby union history. Um, it's one of the GPS schools. So, for me, but they got to have the room to do it as well. Time now to do some sport. Now, Dell Corey Oates signs on for another year with the Broncos. Good news for them. Yeah, it is. It is good news for them, and I think it's a big call by Corey here. He could have went to another NRL club. Uh, obviously, um, he was the 18th man for the grand final. Uh, played that premiership uh, losing team in 2015. Um, he's, he's a quality player, you know. And um, yeah, but um, yeah, good for him. I think. Uh, obviously, you know he's uh, father in law's dream miles. But yeah, I'm happy for Corey Oates. Sticking on the uh, Broncos, Kurt Capewell could be playing for his future in 2024 because of salary cap pressure. Should the Broncos do what they can to keep him? Uh, Look, they're gonna, it's going to be about numbers now too because, you know, you've got you know, young Jordan Ricky there. You've got like a lot of these gun forwards. And so it's going to come up to, I think, a little bit of cents and dollars, but also uh, the security there too. It's what you want to do with him. You know, Woodsy, mate, there's got some good young forwards coming through now, eh? Yeah, I don't think it's just the forwards, though. You've got to look yeah. at Reese Walsh is on a – he's on a steal. Yep. Um, you've got Ezra Mam who's going to get boosted. And yeah. then it depends on what Adam Reynolds is going to do with his future mm, because true. they've got some – you know, he's one of the good leaders they've got at the club. Sure. Capel's always been in a successful squad. He's been Cronulla. He's been 
at Penrith. Good utility, yeah. yeah. So he's adds so much value. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. He was he was 18th man in that grand final with the Sharks. Yep. I sort of forgot that. He was yeah. At, yeah. Now, Woodsy, a couple of Seagulls re-signed. Yeah, some really good young kids. Um, young Humphreys, uh, he's the son of the former CEO, Stephen. Um, um, he's been awesome talent. He's come back from preseason looking fit as a fiddle. Uh, Falala, who's our winger, he's yep. top try scorer, reserve grade. And Lehi Hopawati is another one of the young Hopawatis coming through. So How many? Got, how many of them are there? I think there's 13 all up. Clan, isn't it? Oh, it's massive. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dell, the Bulldogs are reportedly leading the race to sign Sharks. One away, Connor Tracy and St. George are also interested. Uh, yeah, look, man, he's he's a good player, man. He's a good utility. He's, he'll strengthen your your club, you know, mate. You can play him fullback, centre, wing, and he can do a job for you. Uh, you like him, Woodsy? Yeah, I do like him. Mm. But the only problem is, you, you just mentioned it then, is the utility. Yeah. They've got the likes of Blake Taff, Jamin right. Salmon, yeah. you know, Kurt Mann's going there as well. So mm. they've got to find a way to fit all these blokes in a position. Yes. That, you know, and I, I know, can't have too many utilities, you, eh? You can't have too many. And the other thing is, I reckon Shane Flanagan will be out trying to get, you know, um, Connor Tracy is a great yeah. player. Yeah. Talk us through the dogs if uh, if there's a shuffle of Matt Burton to the centres. Where do you what do you see, mate? Yeah, I do like Drew Hutchison to be a halfback there. He's done a really good job when he was at the Roosters that year when they had a couple of injuries. He led them really well, and I think they just fell short in the prelim semi-final. Um, I reckon Matt Burton's best position is centre. Uh, he got centre of the year when he was at Penrith. That's the way he moves. Um, it takes a lot of the load of organising off him, and, and I think that's where he'll relish. Um, but then you've got Jameis Semin, who I reckon is, is a great 5'8". Uh, you see him when he's come on the field for Penrith. But then, like Dale mentioned before, they've got so many utilities. You've got Kurt Mander throwing the mix there. Blake Taff, where does mm, he fit in? That's right. Stephen Crichton, does he play fullback or centre? So there's so many options for him at the moment. Now, AFL draft night one last night, 29 players. Players drafted. So normally they just cut the first draft, but because of all the academy selections, teams were trying to bid on other academy players. So the Swans Academy, also um, you know Giants Academy, as well as Gold Coast and the like, end up being 29 players picked up last night. Harley Reid, as expected, went to West Coast as number one. The Giants picked up Phoenix, Phoenix Gothard, a young sort of 179 centimetre, bit plays like a bit Papley, a bit of a Brent Daniels type. They also picked up a, a Tassie kid by the name of James Leake, a halfback, and then the the Swans picked up a, a young ruck, the All-Australian yep. ruckman, Will Green, and Caden Cleary. So he's been in the Swans Academy since he was 11 years old. Wow, so that's what a through. So that's, that's the, the, the product working yep. and uh, and uh, seeing the QBE Sydney Swans Academy going through. So really working well. What about the Aussie cricket team has gone straight into a T20 clash against India. No time to celebrate. No champagne showers. It's crazy, mate. It's crazy stuff, mate. There's too much cricket. Can you believe that? Like they've just won the biggest tournament. They've had a huge yes. um, winter or summer, as yeah. you calling the cricket and they don't get time to celebrate. It was a dry state too so that yeah. really was Come it on. was locked down. Oh yes you're right too. So yeah. you, you reckon they're just having a couple of cup of teas after? Uh, just the green tea maybe to celebrate? <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Actually I might tell you that champagne shower story after this mate. Well, oh right. yes. Have you done yeah, I haven't heard showers. you no, I've heard oh, big things. Oh mate you need to hear that Stick story around. mate. <laughs> Alright this is the rush hour on Triple M. I told you before the break that uh there's champagne showers. No champagne showers for the Aussie cricket team in, uh, in India at this point. But, uh, boys, I was over in LA years ago with a few of the Swannies lads. We were on a footy trip away and um, I just uh, end up, we ended up booking a booth and there's six or seven of us at this particular place in, in LA and we had to spend a minimum spend of $3,000. It was ridiculous. So, wow. anyway, rollers, we man. just went, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just do it all on vodka. We put two, a couple of credit cards down and just sort of go from there. And uh, they said, well, hang on, there's going to be probably a couple of girls pass, come past the booth, at least get a bottle of champagne. And so I, I looked down at the, the menu and I 
just go, oh, that one there. And it was a Dom Perignon, 750 of the 3,000 spent straight away. They opened this particular bottle. Um, and the booth next to us was empty the whole time, but this place was crazy. It was going off. Uh, and at that particular time, a band by the name of LMFAO walked oh, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they were coming through. Anyway, and they were sort of coming through and uh, just pouring different shots into us and that sort of stuff. And we were sharing bloody drinks and having a great time. This place is going crazy. And we had about we had about uh, four, uh, you know, six or seven of us there. Anyway, it came to a place where this particular champagne bottle was still un- untouched. And uh, I asked my our, our waitress at the time, I said, can I spray this over the, over the crowd? And she said, She's radioed in to the uh, head office and goes, yep. So I stood up on the, the booth and sprayed it over the entire dance floor. <laughs> it was crazy. And I remember Nick, uh, Nick Melcheski holding up a, a glass of champagne, catching the drops off the roof. <laughs> anyway, and about six months later, the song comes out. Champagne showers from LMFAO, and we're all going, Oh, that was about us. You started it, <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> yeah, Red Foo actually confirmed wow. it and sort of said, You know, where do I, where, he was asked about on uh, MTV or something like that, where do you get your inspiration from? And he said, Well, I felt this wet feeling on my shoulder one time in a club in LA, and I turn around, there's this crazy European guy spraying champagne over wow. the whole crowd. So that was this particular song. So oh, well, you do look European, mate. Like, hey, more, yeah, yeah, like, I don't like that European. Sven or something, down, yeah. <laughs> great sort. So, you've, you've had some crazy trips on, on holidays, haven't you? Yeah, we've had a couple. Obviously, footy tours, you know, Dell's been on, on quite a few, but there's one time we, we went to Barcelona, um, and it was probably about uh, 13 or 14 of us. Uh, it was mid-tour um, we went, so... You had to dress up. So we had, a, like, not a theme, but you had to dress up and, you know, you get raided. Um, so myself, Jake Trebojevic and Dave Klammer, we went as the Peaky Blinders being in England and flying to Barca. It was easy to get the gear. Um, we go to one of the nightclubs on the on the beach down there. Um, and then we were all having a good time, just, you know, chewing the fat and, you know, you're in the nightclub, like, how good, we're living the dream. Um, now, I just noticed there's probably these four massive German blokes just kept staring at us all night. And I was like... Go to Jakey, like, what's going on Bad here? feeling like, about this. This, this doesn't feel right. Like, these blokes, everywhere we've been, they've sort of just, you know, they're an arm's length away and they're just looking at us the wrong way. Clem goes, I need to go to the toilet. So I was like, oh, we all got together, you know, just look after each other. And it's like a little dungeon where you got to go downstairs. And who's following us as we go downstairs? Those guys. Those four Germans. So we get downstairs and I turn around and I look and I oh, here we go. And then they come up to us. They thought we were, we were from England. They didn't like it at all. And they hated, they hated England people. <laughs> And as soon as they heard our accent, we became best mates instantly. Like we were Aussies. So we ended up having the best night of together. And it was f- so from the start, they wanted to kill us. Now we're best mates. So it was unreal. So good. So Amazing. Good. Well, let's put it out to our listeners. One triple three five three. What happened on the trip? Give us some of those crazy stories. It might have been Bucks night. It might have been Hens parties away. Andrew in Waterloo. How are you, Andrew? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, mate. What happened on the trip? Uh, so when I was 20, me and the boys went away for a week. And I managed to get three concussions. In six days. <laughs> hang, on, so, hang on, let's step through on. each one of them. And, go, and how did you? So the get... first one, we were walking back from the pub, and I went to jump on one of the boys' shoulders, and he ducked. So I dove straight head first into the gutter. <laughs> That's not good. The I'm second bomb. one, we were at the pl- at the park playing some beer footing against these guys, and I wasn't happy with the, one of the tackles, and I. I arced up at the, at the guy and I stood up in front of him and he just cracked me and knocked me out. Turns out he was 14. <laughs> oh, no. You've got to pick yeah, the right age, mate. <laughs> yeah. The third one, 
I rode down a hill on a push bike into a tree and split my head open. And so, yeah, that was three. Andrew, when do you realise that you're too old for this and you just got to give it away? Oh, mate, I didn't realise until about <laughs> seven years ago. I'm 42 <laughs> and only just stopped drinking seven years ago. So I'm done and dusted for all that sort of stuff, mate. Good on you, Andrew. You're as old as you feel, mate. Uh, David from Cornell, what was uh, what happened on your on your trip? How you doing, guys? Um, yeah, I was uh, I was with my wife touring through uh, uh, Holland and at uh, in Amsterdam. I had a friend of mine who's who's Holland, and he he warned me about the gypsies out there. They they do a crush attack where they are, are surround you by all sides. Oh no! So uh, we, wow. we, we yeah we're walking through a laneway. Uh, this is about twenty years ago, so I was, I was reasonably a lot more buff than I am now because I'm old and fat. Um, <laughs> so we're cruising through the laneway, and these uh, sure enough, these two two people arrive beside us and I look in front there's two in front I look behind there's two coming up quickly from behind mm. and the, the guys at the side I just lost them lost my ship so I lost it and um, I threw the two guys beside me um, up against the wall and the two in the front and the two in the back just panicked and ran away and everyone just disappeared and my wife my poor little wife, wife there she's like looking at me going, what the hell was that oh, <laughs> so, so you attacked the gypsies not they attacked you yeah yeah threw them up against the wall oh. I, there's a lot, of, a lot of adrenaline going on saved the day right? yeah. just stood up in the moment <laughs> look out yeah. that well let's go to Trish Trish how are you going hey good thanks guys hey, how are you good, yeah, well, good tell us what happened on your trip so um, I went to a Bucks night. My my husband now, we've been together th- over 31 years. Um, his best mate was getting married at Coolerman, a little hick ta- country town in Wagga. Yeah, yeah. And um, his mate was in the Navy and had all his Navy mates and that there. Well, I won the tequila hat that night. <laughs> you won the tequila hat? <laughs> yeah, I won the tequila hat. Yes, yep. So I did. So and what? my husband saved my life because... Um, I was drowning in my own vomit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So you're the only female on a Bucks night. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Well, we were at a hit country town and I didn't know anyone else and all his other mates didn't take any girls. So. Oh. Look at that. That, well, is, that is a Bucks well, night. Trish, Trish, you are a rebel. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> now it's time to talk NRL with this legend. Next guest is known as Tommy Turbo. And no, not because Trebojevic is hard to say when you're missing half your teeth as a rugby league fan. It's because he has a lot in common with a modified car. He gets low to the ground quite a lot and he makes a lot of noise on weekends. Playing for the Sea Eagles. In fact, he's played his entire career there. He's represented the Blues and the Kangaroos. And when he's not playing rugby league, he's a children's book author. I'm still on page four of the Turbo Pup. Please welcome to the Rush Hour. It's Tommy Turbo. It's Tom Trevojevic. Yeah, welcome to the show, Tommy. How's pre-season tracking along for you? Yeah, it's going well. It's, um, we've only been back a couple of weeks now, but enjoying it. It's been tough as always, but, you know, it's good to be back into it. Is it, uh, is it one of those seasons where you sort of look back and you go, where can we make uh, the difference going forward into 2024? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We, we didn't really finish where we wanted to, um, you know, this year or last year, whichever way you want to look at it. And um, we've got a lot, a lot of areas we can improve on. But I think what was promising was the, the way we finished the year. I thought we found some, you know, 
the style of footy we wanted to play and now it's just about, you know, recreating that and, you know, bringing new guys in and, and getting them to buy into it and then hopefully starting the year off running. Tommy, how's it been for you, mate? Because we all, you know, we understand um, when you don't get to finish the footy season, you gotta you got to do things that keep your mind sort of occupied and, you know, we talk about the mental health stuff. Uh, how do you keep your mind sort of on track? Because it is frustrating, mate, one of the best players in our game. Oh, look, it, it, it is frustrating and you get a lot of help in this area on how to... Get your mind right, and it's a it's a big part of the game these days. And I know, obviously, for me, it has been frustrating run the last couple of years. But I guess the sooner I was able to, you know, accept that, get my head around it, I can, you know, start moving forward and you know work out and what what I what I can do, you know, work on what I can do and and get better at doing that. Yeah, Tommy, mate, would you hear, mate? It was good to uh, see you today at training. But mate, just want to know. Uh, will you be going to see your mate Bill Knowles again to a little bit of a holiday in the preseason? Hey, what's he, mate? It's good to see you at training <laughs> again, mate. Uh, you, the way you're going, you'd probably think Triple M was your preseason. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Tommy. Anyway, it's, I don't think I'll be going back there, but um, you heard a little rumour. You might be heading over there. Was that any uh, <laughs> Nothing to rebuild. Nothing to no, rebuild. I'm not quick enough to get off the ground, mate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the specifics that he puts you through uh, in terms of Bill Knowles, Tommy, I mean, in, in terms of how to uh, get, your, get you going? Oh, it's just like a holistic approach as an athlete on how, how you can uh, get better and just like the way he approaches the you know, rehab or reconditioning um, process, you know, he, it's not just about working on the injury, it's about just getting better as an athlete. And it comes from like a speed mechanical background. So just incorporating that in, in your training and um, having real importance on it. And Tommy, look, I get to see firsthand, obviously, yourself, Jake, uh, and, and Benny, what you do for the Manly Club. And being able to play first grade with your brothers, how much does that really mean to you? Oh, it's it's actually like probably wouldn't have been able to answer that to a, you know, a couple of years ago when Ben debuted. You know, I, when I come into first grade, Jake was here and I've kind of just, you know, got used to playing alongside him. But then to see, you know, Benny, our youngest brother, and um, it was quite emotional the day, the, the first game he played up at, up at Newcastle. And to see him evolve and, you know, come into his own skin and um, turn into the player he is, it's pretty special. And, you know, it's, it's a, a dream for all of us. And, you know, we're so lucky that we, we get to do it. And, you know, we're all very grateful for it. Mate, you've uh, you've had a few uh, trains with the coaching staff over the last couple of years. How's it been going with Anthony Seabold and his coaching staff? I know you got Jimmy Dimmick there as well. Yeah, uh, Seabold's come in last year. has been really good for us. And, um, you know, Jimmy's there. It's awesome. And, you know, Mick Ennis has come on board as well this yeah. year. And we've actually got a new person C. So we've got a, we've got a really good team there. And, um, you know, we've, we've started the pre-season running like I'm sure every club has. So just about keep consolidating that and then we're going to get over to Vegas in uh, round one yeah. uh, hopefully putting in a performance and what about I mean, the origin series for you Tommy how does how does that fit in the whole scheme of things and making sure that you can obviously deliver on the stage for Manly and then also for your state oh look it's um, you know, playing origins obviously like an awesome team and I absolutely love it yeah look I haven't really thought about it as of too much you know I'm just trying to get my body in the best, best position I can do to play footy and um, you know Hopefully I start the year off well for Manly and I, I get another opportunity to put that blue jersey on. But I think we'll cross that bridge once once the year starts. Absolutely. No, we wish, wish you all the best for pre-season and into next year and have an incredible Christmas with all the family. We really appreciate you joining us on the Rush Hour. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Rush Hour with Gus Jude and Wendell on Triple M and we've got Woodsy in studio. And I tell you what... Woodsy, off air, you were just telling us a bit of a story about your wife, who's 31 weeks. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, mate. Well, mate. Third, Third on the way. Yeah, congratulations to her. She's got to carry the bub. Yeah? Yeah, so, you know, at the moment, like, 
everything she does and we have an argument, it's like pregnancy is an excuse. Like, oh, I'm pregnant this, I'm pregnant that. Like, oh, come oh, on. I can't believe you're going in these no, areas, mate. Mate. You sure? You're not I, with I, me, boys. I, I just want to know, are you I, sure? I just, we, like, we just want to warn you. Yeah. We've been here. Are you sure you want to go here? Oh, man, I'm, I'm happy okay. to go here. Okay, go for it. Like, look, I get in trouble with little things. Like, so she had work the other day mm-hmm. um, and then I'm at home with the kids and she just come home she goes, oh. like I sat on the couch, watched the TV and she just goes, couldn't you just pick up a vacuum and just do something? Yeah, I understand that. But I'm on my day off. Like, I need a rest. Like, oh. We're getting flogged at training. I've got <laughs> no, two kids not. to look after. Tommy Turbo just confirmed. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Turbo said you're and, not getting that flogged at training. Come on, we are. And then, you know, see, you can talk to Steve's yeah, here, mate. Yeah, and then, champion. but the kid's a bit of a mess where the kids' toys are. And yeah. she's like, why don't you pack that up? I said, well, because they're going to make a mess again. Why don't we just do it at the end of the night? <laughs> oh, mate, she's, she's carrying your baby. Yeah. And she, like, there's a lot of stress in there. Surely you give her a bit of a chop. There's some other examples. Like, let's forgive her for that. Like, I can understand. So what does she do for work? So she's a PT. Mate, like, she's, she's pretty hands-on. She's human. Yes. Yeah, so, she, so she's up about probably 5 a.m., goes and trains a couple of clients. Oh, mate, mate, and you're going into these areas. Sort yeah, of, like, mate. Anything else? What else annoys you about her? So, like... I've got we've got a little bit of joke. I, I, her nickname's Karen at home. Oh no! Yeah. You, hang on, oh. you're throwing yeah, you're mate, throwing the Karen K word sure. around. So like like a person like probably parked one centimeter of our driveway the other day. Mm. She oh, okay. she yeah. walks in and just storms in the house, and I'm like, oh here we go. Probably pregnancy is an excuse again. I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. Gets a notepad out, starts writing something, goes outside, and I'm sort of just come in and glaze in. Like, what's she doing? She's got a note and put it on the front of the person's car. What did it say? Like, do not park across here. There is a driveway here. Do not park across the driveway <laughs> of that one centimetre. And so you, oh. weren't, you weren't supportive of that note? Oh, no, no way. That's, I'm not getting that battle. <laughs> did you go out and support it? Did you go out and send it? No, no, I just oh, I stood back and looked after the kids. Oh, my goodness. goodness. I'm not going anywhere near that Del, because I, she's pregnant and I don't want to get in front of a pregnant lady. I don't know. My wife would read me the right act. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, especially if I... I'd be on the couch. If I threw the K word around. Yeah. Well, I probably will be sleeping in Buster's bed tonight, <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> it's a lot comfier. Do you want to give her a shout out? Do you want to give her a shout out? Sarah, I love you so much, Sarah. but yes, oh. uh, can't wait for dinner tonight. Sarah, I'm so sorry. He needs to be better. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it's time for a bit of Christmas cheer, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, you reckon? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think we need to lift this place up. <laughs> give us a call, one triple three five three. Let's have a listen. Oh, look out, Del. Start singing. Start singing. Well, give us something, Give Del. us something. Oh, well, Come well, on. Well, give us something. He's got stage fright. You're going to sing Jingle or not? Jingle bells. You're going to sing or not? Have yourself a merry, merry Christmas. Here he is. Look at that. Give us a call, one triple three five three. It's the rush hour on Triple M. Jingle Dells, Jingle Dells, what will Wendell sing? And will you be able to recognise it so that you can win something? Yeah, it's our Triple M Christmas stocking giveaway prize. And all week we've been asking our listeners to call in when we uh, hear Dell sing a Christmas carol. And we've got Peter from Cabramatta on the line. How are you, Pete? <laughs> Is that real? Absolutely, yeah, mate. Peter! You are on. Fantastic, mate. We just played a jingle, Dell. I'm going to ask Aaron Woods just to dig into our stocking of joy here. What have we got here, mate? 
Peter, just for putting up with Dell's singing, you've won a baby Weber Q plus a hundred dollar yes. gift card from the Weber store Kashula. Grand oh, opening goodness. sale event this weekend at Crossroads Homemaker Centre. How good's that, Peter, well done, for mate. Christmas? Oh, that's amazing. The baby <laughs> Weber and a hundred dollar gift card. You reckon he's excited? Oh, oh he's yeah. up and about. <laughs> good on you, what Pete. a bit what Peter's on. <laughs> Look out. Let's hear Dell again. Oh, just let's yeah. give it a bit more of that. Yeah, let's do that. Have yourself a merry, merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. It's punishing. You oh, are yeah. punishing. Congratulations, well Peter. Peter. Absolutely. Thank and you. listen out more for Jingle Dells tomorrow to win more Christmas prezzies. I love being a bit. Oh, I just yeah. love giving things away. I feel like the black Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Time now to dig into a bit of NRL with Adam Woods and also Wendell Saylor. Give it both of us. So I want, uh, want who's your favourites to win the 2024 Premiership outside of Penrith as we sit right here? As we sit right here now, Judah, a lot of people, obviously they would have Penrith as favourites, but outside of Penrith, um, a lot of people probably expect to say Brisbane. But for me, I'm going to say the Roosters. You don't see the Roosters go, like when they have an unsuccessful year, they back it up with a, a very successful year the year after. And, you know, a lot of the pressure, um, you know, you know, Trent Robinson's a great coach. Um, you know, the likes of James Tedesco have come on the question marks at rep level. Um, I reckon he's going to start the season off on fire. Joey Manu. The cheese. Um, the cheese. Spencer Lenu's going to be a new signing. Um, I just think they'll have a fire in their belly and they're going to be very hard to stop next year. Do you agree, Dell, or not? Oh, no, look, oh. Look, I'm not, I'm not sure. Look, I'm not sure. Woodsy's entitled to his opinion, but, I mean, there's so many teams you just don't you – know, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought – Get off the fence, Del. No, Come no, on. I'm not. But, no, but I just think, um, mate, once again, Penrith are going to be so hard to beat, mate, just because they've table, got all the right – mate, they've got all the right players there. But, 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 but the question was besides Penrith. Yeah, I know. I know that. I know that. But I, I just – outside that – oh, look, for me, South, probably South, because Jack Whiten, yeah. that X factor. Huge. But this is Woodsy's word. It's not Del's word. Exactly. Let's get back right. to Woodsy. But, yeah. You always get your word in. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so you're right. <laughs> Now, Woodsy, uh, if Madge Maguire takes over the New South Wales, do you see them winning State of Origin? Look, I find this is this is a hard one because being a New South Wales player, but then you look at Madge, he's also the Kiwis coach. Um, so what happens if we get around the Origin period, there's a, a player that's got a Kiwi background but wants to play for New South Wales, which way is he going to swing mm. to get the player to go? So yeah, right. it's going to be a hard one. And, you know, obviously if... Personally, I want them to go to New South Wales, but then what happens if he wants to get him to kick? You don't know where his head's at, um, but I, I want New South Wales to win, but, you know, time will tell. Looks as though Madge is waiting for sort of two years and try and sign off. Yeah, I can understand that too because, you yeah, know, yeah, look, the, the two years would be good for Madge and, look, I think he's done a good job with uh, the Kiwis and then he's put some good things in place. But, like, what's Woodsy said too, like, it's, you know, you've got those young players coming through now, especially when they can have so a choice of both ways. Yeah. Now, which team finished in the top eight in 2023 will miss out on the finals in 2024 in your eyes, Woodsy? In my eyes, Jude, I think it's going to be Canberra. I think the loss of Jack Whiten, which Dell mentioned that Souths are gaining, he's just such an incredible player. Um, you look at – he's what, the heart and soul. Like, you look at Canberra, who's on the tip sheet? It's Jack Whiten, absolute phenomenal player. And to lose your best player and, you know, they haven't really sort of gained an experience and a quality player like Jack. Jack's a – you know, he yeah. retired from representative level, but he is a representative player. So – I think he'll be a huge hole in the Canberra side. Um, and I don't think they'll be able to, you know, bounce back from that. Now, to both of you lads, how much pressure is there on the Bulldogs to make the eight? Oh, this is a massive pressure on the Bulldogs because they've been buying so many players now. Um, the club wants to see uh, just some improvement. You can't, you can't buy buying all these players and not 
not be in and around that top eight. Mm. And I think the fans now, you know, I've said this. You've got to go rest, back, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to go back to their juniors now. They've got some good players in place. You know, they need Kikau and, and Reese, um, um, Reed Marnie, sorry. Reed Marnie, they're your big dogs. You've got Burton there. But now the next generation coming through, they've got to come through those those junior programs in, uh, you know, reserve grade. And you can't keep buying players. Can they press for the eight? For oh, I agree with Dill. I think the turnover of players is like they've yeah. so many come in, so many go out. It's yes. so hard in combinations. Um, so if they're not happy with a certain player, does that mean they're going to get out the door next year? Um, the the pressure they're on is huge. It, it's the second year for Kevin Serrato. Yep. He went there as a defensive coach. Um, the points they lacked was a lot more. Um, a lot of people questioned that they did go backwards. Um, so there's a lot of question marks. And... and you know, they've got a lot of great people in place like Serrato, who is a, a, a great coach at Penrith. Uh, Gus Gould's behind the scenes, you know, calling a lot of the shots. He's such a, you know, a, a powerful and dominant figure in rugby league. So they, and it's also good for rugby league if the Bulldogs are going well. So yeah. you want to see him go well, but I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what, lads, this morning I uh, had to get a late note for my daughter for school. I uh, don't like rushing around. There's getting, getting two girls ready for school with my wife this morning is, uh, is always a bit problematic. But, oh, uh, yeah, okay. you know, there's forgetting this and, you know, <laughs> I don't have my hair brushed, don't have, you know, put your shoes on. It's just <laughs> diabolical. Yeah. But coming out, finally got them in the car, driving to the school and uh, three brains trusts decide to back out a scissor lift that's on the back of a trailer in, in front of the truck. They are cutting across this one road to our school and I am literally stuck behind these guys. They have blocked the whole street and proceed to get the scissor lift, you know, those little cranes just <laughs> off the back of the thing and he's just taking his sweet old time. He literally took 10 minutes and I'm out. Yeah. I'm on the horn. Yeah, There's no people awareness. getting out behind me so I can't back behind. They're yeah. getting out of the car, giving him a gobful. And I'm just like, fellas, like this is a tough enough morning to get these kids so I get <laughs> yeah. the late note. But, but Woodsy, you've... Been late for other things. Yeah, so in the off season, had a wedding up in uh, Byron, fellas. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. I love a wedding. So um, we thought it'd be good to book a you know a flight that was cheaper to go to the Gold Coast. So doing it on the cheap. Took it, yeah, do it on the cheap. <laughs> yeah, you have to these days. Exactly, it's tough, um, tough times. Tough times. Good for tough, tough measures. So we 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 booked the hotel at uh, I think it was Cool and Gather because yes. that's the airport you fly into. That's right. Um, so the wedding's at it was at three thirty for a four o'clock. Okay. Um, so we get in. I think we got in about 2, 2.30. Um, we get some lunch. Um, and we're just sitting at the lunch. And I, and I just sort of go to my missus, like, what time's the wedding on? And so you're all dressed up. No, not dressed up at all. No, not at all. Oh, so we just no, got in. Um, no. Just put our put our bags into the hotel. Mm. And then we just went and got something to eat because we're starving. It's been a long long day in the transit. Yeah. Um, so we're just sitting down. And I just said, um, what time's the wedding we got to go to today? And she was just like, oh, it's we're going to be there at 3.30, so let's just get there just before. Um, and then I look at my watch. It's like, oh, it's only 2 o'clock, happy days. And then what I realised was we're in the Gold Coast. The wedding is in Byron. So we didn't accustom ourselves for the daylight savings oh, clock. Oh, man. Schoolboy era. And then my phone wasn't connected to my watch, so I was still Had going off Sydney time. Ah, so I've gone off a different time. So we thought we had plenty of time. As we get to the wedding, we pull in, and then the bride's father texts my wife and goes, 
just want to make sure you're coming to the wedding today. Oh, no, no. So we've had no idea what he's talking about. We walk in, we've missed the ceremony. Oh, mate. We've rocked up an hour late. Who, whose fault is this? Whose fault was it? Oh, it's the missus. You only, no, don't throw it on it's her. It's the missus' fault. 31 weeks. Oh, not... we're going to use pregnancy as an issue oh, again, are we, boys? Oh, woodsy. <laughs> Disgraceful. Let's put it out to our listeners, though. What made you late? Mitch, how are you, Mitch? G'day, Legends. How are we? Yeah, really well. What made you late? Mate, um, I was saying I, uh, I lived up in the National Park up up in the Blue Mountains uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the house was about uh, two k's into the National Park. Yeah. Uh, I was coming out the driveway uh, one morning um, on my way to work, and uh, I was met by a, a rather grumpy koala in the middle of the driveway. It just plonked uh, itself there. It, it, it just, he was just walking through the National Park, and he was plonked right in the middle of our driveway. Um, <laughs> So I got out of the car and sort of said, come on, mate, on, on your way, get going. And he sort of stood up on his back legs, bit of a hiss, bit of a growl, showed me his claws, told me who was boss. They're aggressive, uh, aren't I, they, Mitch? Very aggressive, mate. So I retreated to the car and no amount of horn beeping or uh, expletives was going to get him out of the way and just had to sit there and wait for him. Oh, well. Mate, they just growl and hiss. Yeah. How, how long did you have to wait? Mate, he's, he's, he's gone, gone, mate. He's gone, he's oh, off. Charlotte from Ramwick, what made you late? Hello, Charlotte. Charlotte. Hi, how are you going? Going really well. Um, so I got hit by a tram. That's what made me late. Okay, okay. Let's. Can we go back? By a tram? How, how late how? were you? Yeah. Um, I was pretty late. I was pretty late, but I was alive, so I think that was the main thing. That's was it? Was it your fault? Like, what happened? Did you? Um, were you on a well, phone or what happened? Yeah, no, I was on my phone, so I just like stepped. I was in Melbourne, so yeah. oh. it was a bit of a different setup. So, like. I just wasn't paying attention, yeah. but I was okay. I like literally like hit the road, got back up again. It was it was a whole thing, but I was fine. Like I didn't have to go to hospital or anything. What, what, was it, what did the people so, do around you? Um, I was I was more embarrassed to yes. be honest because like a, I wasn't paying attention, and then it all happened really quickly. But people just kind of came over to check if I was okay, and then yeah, the worst part about it was the place that I was going to. I was consistently late. I was just in a job that I wasn't really liking at that time. Um, And so they didn't believe me when I got there. They just thought I'd come up with like a more elaborate excuse as to why I was late. (laughs) I mean, you got clipped by a tram. I know, I know. I wasn't getting a whole lot of sympathy though. So, Mm. but yeah. (laughs) No, I appreciate the call, Charlotte. Thanks to all our callers. We couldn't get to you. Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell and it's the A-League Sydney Derby this weekend. Let's talk to the Sky Blues captain. Next guest is really easy to spot on a soccer field, which is saying something because according to the referee I had last week, anything is impossible to spot on a soccer field. Like that handball in the box he didn't give. My shot was going in the net, but no, apparently because that player was wearing gloves, he's allowed to do that and I should stop rambling. referees. But this guy's easy to spot, not because of his amazing skills on the ball, it's because of his hairstyles. In his 10 years in the A-League, he's had them all. A mullet, he shaved it all off. At one point he even had corn rolls. Seriously, I wouldn't put it past him to braid his hair into a soccer net at some point. But apart from all that, he's also one of the most consistent defensive midfielders in the game. He's won four A-League trophies and since 2019, he's been with the Sky Blues. Please welcome to the Rush Hour, Sydney FC's Luke Bratton. Yeah, welcome to the Rush Hour, Luke. How's things travelling? Thanks, guys. Yeah, all good, all good. Just finished training, so a bit tired, but... uh... Uh, on the way home now to recover. Now, it was a bit of a slow start to the season, but a mammoth 5-1 victory away against Adelaide's got you back on the board and kicked off the season. How's life under Ufuk Talley going? 
Yeah, it's good. Obviously, like you said, it wasn't a great start to the season after uh, winning a trophy. You know, it was a bit of a hangover from that. Losing three in a row is never good. And then, yeah, it was unfortunate that, you know, Bimby got parted ways with the club and then Luffy's come in and, um, yeah, it's always good when a, a new coach comes in. There's always reactions from the players. And like you said, Adelaide away is a, a very tough place to go and to win. The, not just the score, but the way we did it as well was, uh, was fantastic. And uh, everyone's really positive this week. Yeah, Luke, it's Aaron Woods here. Um, obviously, one of our favourite times of the year, the Sydney Derby is on this Saturday against the league leaders in Western Sydney Wanderers. With all the emotion involved from the players, coaches and the fans, what does the derby mean to you? It's huge. Obviously, it's, you know, when the... The fixtures come out. It's the first first game you look at. You know, you see where where you're playing and, and when. And um, yeah, they they're doing well at the moment. And you know, it was the same as last year. They were doing very well. And then uh, towards towards the back end of the season, you know, we got a, a great victory against them at, um, in the elimination final at, at um, Combank. So yeah, hopefully this year we can we can start a little bit better. And um, and it's going to be a huge game. I think the crowd is expected to be around thirty thousand. Mm. So it's um, yeah, it's exciting. You know, you, you've got to enjoy the week. Um, a different feeling and like you said a lot of emotion involved and um, I've played in a few uh, so yeah I, I can um, put my arms around the young boys that haven't played in many and, and just tell them to enjoy the moment because you know they're they're the games that you look back on after your career and um, yeah they're a lot of fun. Hey Luke I was just wondering where do you think the Wanderers biggest threat is? Honestly I haven't watched too many of the games this year obviously they got quality all around the pitch but up front you know they're dangerous and um, Barello who's obviously is at soccer at the moment so um he scored a lot of goals last year and uh, they brought in a new striker as well. So they're going to be dangerous up front. But um, if we defend like you know we, we did last last week and um, take all the, the mentality and the, the performance that we had last week into this, then, um, yeah, hopefully it should be three points. And, Luke, you said about you've played in a few derbies yourself already. What's the last thing before you run out you're going to say to a couple of young blokes that haven't played any of these so far? Just to enjoy it. I think you, you've got to embrace it. Um, obviously, the a few nerves around the change room, which is, it's good because it means you, you care, you know. Um, but yeah, I think you've, you've just got to enjoy the moment, really. You, you know, it's it's a lot of, you know, the, the crowd gets involved and um, a lot of emotion. And to be fair, the, the, the big games, they're the ones you want to play in. Their excitement levels through the roof and um, we we can't stand it, all of them. So it's a, a big rivalry and um, yeah, my final words for the young boys would just be enjoy it, play well, be positive and, you know, just let your quality take over. Well, good luck in the uh, in the A-League derby this weekend, Luke. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. Good and if you want tickets for the Sydney derby at Allianz Stadium this Saturday night, go to ticketdeck.com.au. Welcome back to The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Time now for this. The Rush Hour is simply the best. Now, lads, normally we throw it out to our listeners for something, just a bit of brilliance, but uh, we had one of the great NRL players on early, Tommy Travojevic, and this is what he had to say about our Aaron Woods. <laughs> mm. uh, will you be going to see your mate Bill Knowles again to a little bit of a holiday in the preseason? Hey, Woodsy, mate. It's good to see you at training again, <laughs> mate. Uh, because you, <laughs> the way you're going, you'd probably think Triple M was your preseason part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Tommy. I love so good. seeing the big man yes. get a clear. Boys, I'm there for the change room antics. That's oh, it. Oh, you're well. just there just as a bit of Culture. a hype man. Culture, mate. Culture. Yeah. You're Paddy Mills clip? with the bloody yeah, What about the, the clip you gave you, eh? Oh, wait till train tomorrow. Yeah, but, oh, what are you yeah. going to do, mate? <laughs> it's been so good having <laughs> good you in stuff. your studio, though, mate. We've got Gacy back in studio and also Aussie rock royalty from Australian crawl, James Rain, joins us tomorrow. So catch you later, everyone. See you tomorrow. Well done, boys. 
The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.